Welcome to part three of Health System CIO's podcast interview with Aaron Meary, CIO at Dell Medical School at UT Health Austin. In this segment, Meary talks about the enormous potential telehealth offers to improve access to care, particularly for the underserved, why it's so important to be vulnerable and focus on self-care, and the challenge he issues to all healthcare leaders. As much as 80% of patient information is unstructured and stored outside of an EMR, Highland Healthcare helps complete the patient record by consolidating and connecting this unstructured content to core clinical systems. With a full suite of content services and enterprise imaging solutions, Highland gives clinicians a single view of all documents and medical images associated with the patient via the EMR, enabling more informed health decisions and improving patient outcomes. Highland Healthcare. See your whole patient. Visit highlandhealthcare.com to learn more. Yeah, I think it's going to be really uh, intriguing to see what unfolds because there are a lot of situations where you do have to be there, but there are so many where you don't. And, you know, thinking about older people who have follow-ups for certain procedures where, you know, it's really just talking about how you're feeling and it's just an enormous potential there to improve uh, the patient experience. You're absolutely right. And as a potential to make sure that we reach people that maybe wouldn't have been able to reach before. Prior to COVID, there were a lot of uh, reports and responses of people that were in uh, the Austin area that simply would not present unless they absolutely had to for fear of law enforcement and whatnot. Telemedicine has sort of mitigated a lot of those concerns because you're not physically in front of somebody, but you're able to receive care at the right place in the right time. And if you look at the whole mantra and the, the affect of the quadruple aim, and the importance of that and, and making sure the technology stacks aligned to that. And again, goes back to that health equity I spoke about earlier. This mm. uh, telemedicine removes a lot of the stigmas and barriers that unfortunately society sort of placed in the middle of being, you know, being able to receive care. And to be quite honest, most physicians, I would say probably all physicians and clinicians do not want to see a patient advance to a level of care of like the ICU. They want them to get better either in surgery or recovery, or even when you present to the ED and then go home and have a successful recovery at your house. Most folks don't ever want to be in the ICU or ever see want to, or want to see anybody in the ICU. And so in order to get in front of that, you have to intervene with prophylactics and whatnot ahead of time. And that takes being able to be seen and not just not showing up. So telemedicine really has been a boon for just everybody. Oh, yeah. I, I've, uh, I'm getting to use it with my kids for, for what would have been a two-hour ordeal. It's just absolutely <laughs> amazing. So I'm a believer. I resemble those remarks. I understand that with two little ones myself. Yes. Yeah, I would say, so, you know, I, I would also say another topic I don't hear a lot about is taking care of oneself, right? And I think it's yeah. tough because we as leaders want to be tough and, and we want to show strength and we want to show that there's no weakness and that you know, we're not, I'm going to use the air quotes here, human in some degree, and that we can tough out anything and soldier on. And that's actually not, that's not healthy at all. It's, it's healthy mm-hmm. to be human and be vulnerable and talk to your staff and talk to your team in a way that they resemble and they understand. You know, I had team members of mine that lost family members because of COVID or had other uh, comorbidities and issues uh, that were affected by COVID. And so there's been a lot, I was saying earlier, of angst across the team and being vulnerable and talking to people saying, listen, I feel the same way. Uh, I feel the same types of, of stresses and concerns and worries and anxious. 
I mean, you know, I said publicly in end of March when some of the first potential casualty tolls were coming out of what the summer could look like for the city of Austin, had we not intervened and done some of the pro proactive measures possible. You know, I recall going home one evening and literally just started tearing up in the kitchen, you know, before dinner. And, yeah. and it was an involuntary response, but I mean, it was just so much anxiety and concern weighing on me because of the potential casualty rates and, you know, knowing my team was, and we were all here in the middle of it on the front lines. It's, it draws upon you, right? It's hard. This is hard stuff, but you have to take care of your team as well as you take care of yourself. And so some of the things I did personally to really help mitigate that, where I, I call them healthy, healthy kind of responses and healthy mental challenges to myself was, you know, I'm a big runner anyways, but I increased my frequency of running and exercise to really alleviate the stress. Uh, number two, I picked up a fun habit. Um, Austin's a big t-shirt city. And so I started collecting goofy t-shirts, 80s t-shirts, uh, just as a fun <laughs> nice. way to distract myself. And so, you know, I have some really interesting collection now for the past few months of really interesting 80s t-shirts I wear on the weekends, just because I had to have something <laughs> healthy, you know, something else to focus on, something healthy that's just totally different. Uh, number three, I also changed my diet. You know, I actually adopted the, the keto diet and I'm on like week 12 now of no carbs, which is also interesting, but it helps me sleep. Oh, it helps yeah. me process. And so these are the things I did, healthy responses to a tremendous amount of anxiety and challenges. And each of you as leaders that are listening to this and that are reading this, you know, need to take that upon yourself to take care of yourself. Your team is looking up to you and counting on you. They're counting on you to be vulnerable. They're also counting on you to teach them healthy ways and healthy mitigation strategies to remedy the stress. It's very important. And unless you take care of yourself, your team will fall by the wayside. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's just so important to be checking in with people. And for a lot of leaders, even that's, that's maybe not their nature, but it's just so important. And it's great to hear people really talking about this. The mental state is just so important and you have to check in. You have to have those conversations. You're exactly right. At HIMSS two years ago, uh, Dr. Vivek Murthy, who was the previous Surgeon General, actually did a fantastic discussion on the issue of loneliness and how many people go home yeah. and are truly lonely and disconnected from the rest of the world. And I really started researching it after that discussion. I thought it was a fantastic presentation by him. And it's true. There is a tremendous amount of this population that's just disconnected from everybody else that goes home to an empty refrigerator, live in a food desert. They have no caregivers, no caretakers, and they just are by themselves. And it's a sad and tremendously profound uh, effect on people that we have to get in front of. And COVID simply uh, magnified that issue tremendously. So the more you can outreach to people, even some of the most smiley, happiest people in the world, could be truly lonely on the inside. And we as leaders must take the time to focus on our staff, especially in times like this. It's very important. Yeah, oh yeah, agreed. And the last thing I wanted to address, I had seen that nomination for Chime Healthcare Heroes. I'm sure that that's such an honor to get that recognition for your team that has been working so hard. And what does it mean uh, having something like that? I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm probably one of the worst people in the world at accepting praise and, and honors and recognition. <laughs> so you're right. It's, it's about the team and it's really about the caregivers. And I can't stress this enough for all of us who have been in the middle of this since day one, since this thing broke out in the early spring, it has been a whirlwind of a situation. So 
to pause and to recognize something like that is an honor for the team. It's their work. It's their efforts. It's the clinicians every single day at the bedside. It's the medical students who jumped into the front lines before they even graduated here. It's our nurses who, without one bit of complaint, are working double shifts, triple shifts to make sure they stay on top of the patient volumes. It's our administrators that are every single day rounding, figuring out how can I get in front of the latest, you know, whether it's reagent testing shortages or PPE shortages or whatever it be, it's everybody. It is a tremendous team effort. So when someone like Chime says, hey, you're a healthcare hero, it's really recognizing UT Austin and Delmed and UT Health Austin and the leadership here and what they've enabled us to go do because it's one thing to be bold, but as you said earlier, it's another thing to have a culture of being bold and that takes everybody. Right, well said, okay. It's funny, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but my son's name is actually Austin. So when you were talking about the shirts, I've always made it a mission. I'm like, I got to get him a shirt that says, keep Austin weird. It's so great because, you know, obviously being in Boston for the past several years, Boston is very, you know, formal and, you know, they almost sort of a West Coast meets New England. And so wearing a t-shirt out and about, eh, unless you're in the South side of the city, you're really not doing that, right? You're always in polos or buttons up and plus it's freezing cold all the time. Here, everybody is relaxed. And so I wanted a a funny, different habit of something I've never done before. And I've always been envious of people in the city with their really cool eclectic t-shirts. And I was like, you know what, why not? Let's do it, right? Let's have a little fun (laughs) with this. So it became my goofy habit. I love it. Oh, that's great. One of my favorite t-shirts, just a funny story. One of my favorite t-shirts, besides all like the Rockies and 80 t-shirts I have, like, you know, Top Gun t-shirts, is like one that has an old school NES, like Nintendo controller, you know, the black and gray one with the two red buttons, a yeah. button and a little arrow pad. And it simply says, let's settle this like adults. And it has that little, you know, Nintendo controller on it. And like, that's fantastic, right? Things that. like that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those shirts. It, it just, it's it puts like you in a good mood, right? These are, these are fun, humorous and just something that's healthy and a way to just do something different and get your mind off of what you're coming into every single day. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I've taken up uh, enough of your time, but thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I always enjoy talking to you. Absolutely. If I could be of any help with anything else, let me know. And um, as I always say on all of these, please, please, please reach out to your local and federal and state officials, government, senators, representatives, and educate them on what's going on in your area and your neck of the woods. They all want to help, regardless of what you may read on the papers or see in the news, every single one of them wanted to help, but sometimes they just don't know boots on the ground, what's going on. And it's amazing because the Capitol, the Texas State Capitol is literally right around the corner from my office. How many times I've been over there to educate the governor's strike force and others on just, here's what's happening, just telemetry of boots on the ground, because they do want to help. But it takes all of us and our collective voices just to educate them and say, hey, we have a shortage of this. We need your help with this. There's this policy issue here. There's a state issue here. In our case, it was a lot of state procurement rules that have been on the books for forever that were inhibiting us. And they were able to relax some of those to accelerate us being able to get materials. It wasn't for anything malicious. It was just something that was there. They just needed to know about to help us, right? Those kinds of things work. So I encourage all of you, please reach out, partner with your local, state, and federal officials and uh, regulatory bodies, and educate them. They want to help. Yeah, that's a really good message. All right. If anything else comes up, I'll be in touch. But yeah, otherwise, thanks again, and uh, hope to speak to you again soon. Absolutely. Have a great day. Be safe. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. 
to hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.